Hi, everybody. Steve Tartar, another edition of Tartar Sauce. And with me today, Jamie Trulove, the CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters. you got a big event coming up. We do. Thursday night. Thursday night. Yep. And this is a, a culinary event. What do you call it? Yes, Dine for Kids' Sake. So Dine for Kids' Sake. Yes. Yep. Steak or sake? Sake. Sake. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know if it was steak, but it could be. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I want you to explain it, Jamie, because that's it's quite an event. Right. This is our fourth year. Each year we brought in a different chef from out of town. This year we're kind of doing a different twist to it and having four local chefs. They're each coming in and preparing one course for the evening. There's oh, a wow. wine pairing. Uh, you'll hear a little bit from a big brother or a big sister and a little sister in the program. More about Big Brothers Big Sisters, and we have a great silent auction, and it'll be. And at, where is this going to be held? It'll be at the warehouse on. State. Warehouse on State, which if people don't know that, you know, is right down there in the warehouse district, mm -hmm. kind of a clue there. But it's it's an event that involves, uh, tell us about the, the, who the chefs are, because I think some people will recognize their names. Yeah, we have Chef Amanda Piles doing our first course, uh, Chef Stephen Bullock from Cracked Pepper Catering is doing our second, uh, Chef Dustin Allen from Edge is doing our third and main course, and then Chef Brian Jenkins from Harvest is doing our dessert. Wow, you've got that covered. Yeah. And what does it cost for somebody who wants to get involved here, make that donation to Big uh, Brothers Big Sisters? Yep. A ticket is $125 per person. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have sponsorship levels as well, which you can find on our website, but the individual tickets are 125 And, you know, if you go to a big city, um, and, and Peoria is not a big city, but, but it wants to be sometimes, You'll spend $125 on a meal. Uh, not Maybe you didn't plan on it, but you will. But here it's a donation mm -hmm. for Big Brothers Big Sisters. And I think some people may think they know um, about the organization, but tell us what it does. Right, so we're a mentoring organization. We work with youth in the, our local community. We're actually one of uh, nearly 300 Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies nationwide. So we match children in our community with a positive adult role model throughout two different programs that we have, our community and our site-based mentoring. So whichever one you choose, you'd be matched with. You'd be matched with the little brother in the program, spending mm -hmm. two to four times a month with them, doing a variety of different activities. Uh, kind of whatever you like to do, we would find a little brother that has those similar interests and oh. you could spend time out in the community together. And that's, that's a fascinating thing because, you know, people sometimes wonder, well, how can I help you know, the, the folks that, that need help, and this is one way to do that. Yeah, I think it's a really easy way to give back. Um, like I said, with the matching based on similar likes and interests, my little sister and I, we like to go out to dinner. We went to Elevate this past week, uh, just going on walks, just doing a variety of different things that I already like to do, and just including a child that might not have that same experience. And you were saying, why I was asking you, uh, where, do the, where do you get your children? And you were saying it's they come to you. Yeah, all it's all word of mouth. We don't recruit for children in our program, and we still have a wait list of 100 kids right 100 now. 100 kids. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that means you have 100 people are needed to yes. match up with these 100 kids. Yeah, and that's why these fundraisers are so important, to get our message out there, to raise more money so we can go out and recruit more volunteers. And somebody who's listening to this or watching this podcast, uh, what can they do to, get say, get some more information, not just about the the dinner, which is a big fundraiser, but, but about the organization. Yeah, they can go to our website. We also have an active Facebook page. We like to share a lot of stories, um, a lot of match pictures that we have. We do a match Monday, so we highlight somebody and kind of share a little bit about what they do. So 
any kind of social media, we try to post as much as we there. can. And our website is great, too, to hear more about the program. You can also call the office, email any of the staff. They'd be happy to share more about the program. Yeah, Match Monday. What is that again? Because that, so that's we, interesting. Yeah, we feature uh, on Facebook, we feature one match every Monday uh, that's been doing really well or has done something really neat so lately. The, and the big brother, a big sister, mm -hmm. and, and the child. Yep, and just share a little bit about them. And it kind of highlights just what the everyday activity that these bigs and littles do together. Mm. So it, it helps um, people who might hear of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, but might not make that commitment yet to just kind of see it's it's not that big of a commitment and it's right. a lot easier to do than what you may have previously thought. And you've, you've got all these success stories and, and I've, I would imagine what, some of these will be relayed at the dinner? Yes, yep, we do share. Um, a match comes and speaks at the event that's been doing really well. The match we have has been matched together for five years, so they'll share a little bit about their experience, and then we'll just kind of share some general success of the program. And, uh, and the, it's Central Illinois, uh, or Heart of Illinois, mm -hmm. I guess is your formal title. So wh what area do you cover? Because you mentioned there's, what, 300 other yes. big brother, big sister yeah. organizations? So we are Peoria, Woodford, and Tassel County, and we also serve Knox and Fulton County. Oh, that's a big area. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's folks from all those counties are, are coming to you or yes. are taking part in this. Yep. And, and where are most of the children? I would guess in Peoria. Yes, a, a vast majority are in yeah. Peoria. And that's... And that's always, you know, I, I know from being on the paper and, and anyone who's lived here for any length of time at all knows, you know, we have kind of a, a, a disparity in our, in our community, as many communities have, where we have well-off and, and folks that aren't so well-off. And, and it's that group that we need to help mm -hmm. uh, just to bring the whole thing up. Yeah, the kids in our program have a lot of potential. A lot of them are from single parent or lower income families, but we look at these kids with, they have all the potential in the world. They just need some extra encouragement outside of their home uh, to help them reach that full potential. Do you, do you, and I know you said you kind of left it to the, um, to the big brother or big sister, but is there a tutoring role in this or is that left to the individual? How do you, how do you play that? Yeah, it's definitely left to the individual. If uh, the little is struggling with homework or struggling with a certain subject, we definitely let the volunteer know. So mm -hmm. that big brother, big sister, if they feel comfortable and uh, want to help them with homework. A lot of it too is just setting goals. So maybe mm -hmm. they can seek that tutor from another organization or through school. And then the big brother, big sister is there to just kind of guide them through that and just say, you know, here if we we get this project done and we you know do really well this week at school, maybe I'll take you out to your favorite restaurant for for dinner, something yeah. fun like that. Great deal. Mm -hmm. That's a good deal. Well, we're talking with Jamie Trulove, uh, CEO of the Big Brothers Big Sisters organization here in the heart of Illinois. And they've got a big event coming up, but you do fundraising year-round. We do. So we, how does that work? It's uh, it's busy, but it's good. We're a complete donor-funded organization, so we don't rely on any state or federal funding. So our fundraisers are our main source uh, fundraising and our United Way support that we get. Um, but we have a bowling event in March, a golf event in June. We do a luau in August, and then we do uh, this event in October. Mix it up a little bit there. Yeah. So a little, a variety of everything. So we appeal to every person in our community. And I know, you know, fundraising is, is always, uh, you know, sort of a hard task or, or a constant task for every organization. Um, is that something that requires 
people that get around the desk sometimes think, hey, how can we spice this event up or what do we need to juice up uh, yeah. something you've done year after year? Yeah, we have a great board and a great leadership council that help us plan all of our events. We have committees around each event. Uh, so our newest event was our luau that we had just completed. Um, and we had a leadership council, so a group of kind of young professionals in the community that were looking for a board experience, but not exactly a board of directors. And they planned that entire event together and, and put that on. And then our board, has been excellent about supporting us at just out of curiosity where did you hold the luau event that was at cruisins on oh, farmington road well that makes sense yeah, yeah. they got kind of a tropical theme going there. yeah uh so you, do you think maybe you'll have a new event uh, as time goes on or is that left to your board or your groups to to decide that yeah i think we are looking to grow our four events so we do we sell out pretty much every year with our golf and our um our dine event but bowling has all the potential in the world to continue to grow it's our biggest fundraiser but bowling uh, is bowling is yes that's interesting because you know if you look around you don't see the bowling alleys you used to i mean right. pure is a like many other towns, it was a big bowling town, but mm -hmm. bowling's kind of fallen off a little bit um, in general, I guess, leagues and so forth. Yeah. But I guess when you have a specific event, mm -hmm. now where do you hold that? We have it at Landmark and at Mount Holly. So oh. both the bowling alleys, they are really supportive and great to work with. It's been a good event. We can get a lot of our bigs and littles to come out to that, as well as a lot of businesses bring out their employees and kind of have it be a team building activity. Given the uh, the plight of the bowling industry, they might want to say, "Hey, why don't you do that every month?" Right. You know, <laughs> well, we'll do that, but, but you know, obviously, you've got to time these things out. Mm -hmm. um, what do you find now? You know, because I know you mentioned you, you you're, you're pretty independent. You don't receive funding mm -hmm. from uh, either federal or state uh, areas. Uh, is that becoming an increasing problem for for a group like yours? I mean, you know, is it because I'm thinking. You know, we all know about the budgetary issues in Illinois. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we make too much of it, but it's, it's a fact. Uh, how does that go? You know, you've been there nine, nine yeah. and a half years, you said. Yeah, so I, I've seen our agency have support from uh, the federal and state funding, but our fundraisers continue to grow and our community is so giving that we have decided to completely rely on local So one time support. you did have... We did, oh, yes. Okay. Yep, and our national office has the opportunity to do get federal funding, but it... It's very hit or miss. And so um, our fundraising has been very consistent and very strong. I think our fundraisers are ones that people have heard of and continue to support year after year. Um, we're grateful to see the same people coming out to our bowling event and our golf event every single year. So it's been, it's been awesome to have. I think people aren't probably, uh, I include myself, aren't aware of the work that it takes to plan. I mean, because they say, oh, yeah, it's a charity event. And mm -hmm. here we go uh, again. But. That somebody is a group of people probably have to sit and work that out. Yes. Uh, and then try to come up with ways to keep it fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Making it exciting and making it something that people want to continue to come back to. It, it definitely is a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun planning did, it. Now, we're talking with Jamie Trulove at Big Brothers Big Sisters. How did you get involved with, with the group? I actually had never heard of Big Brothers Big Sisters before I saw a posting online about the position and kind of researched and really, I just really enjoyed the mission of the agency. And so I started off doing case management 
uh, nine and a half years ago and worked my way up to doing different a variety of different tasks. So I've done everything within the you agency. Yeah. I do, but I, I love it. And it's a great program. I love getting to know the kids that we serve and all the volunteers we have are so wonderful. So it's been, it's something new and exciting every day. And it's a lot of do fun. Do you get to go to see other big brother, big sister organizations? You guys, maybe you don't visit them per se, but you sharing in terms yeah. of what works, what doesn't work or Yes. Problems you guys have uh, the similar problems. Mm -hmm. We're involved with our Illinois State Association, so it's all the big brothers, big sisters in Illinois, and we also have regional and national conferences. So my staff gets to go to a regional conference in November. A great, a great opportunity for them to kind of network with their peers and to make sure that we're all kind of doing the same thing and on the same page and getting some new fresh ideas from other agencies and. So how big is, is the staff at Big Brothers Big Sisters here? Yeah, we have a staff of ten. So wow. it's that's that's uh, yeah. putting a lot of work on a lot of pe a few Small people. Small but mighty, yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. And and where are you guys located? We share our office with Neighborhood House, oh, so okay. we actually are in their upstairs of mm -hmm. that of that space. So we're very sure. fortunate to have that partnership and for them to allow us to to have that upstairs of their oh, yeah. their building. And of course, Neighborhood House is is another organization that's uh, has its own uh, sort of uh, series of things that they're doing. But also fundraising is very important for them, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. What, what about, you know, I'm thinking fundraising in general. You know, we always know about United Way. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, the, the, the huge uh, task that they have to, to, to reach out to all these groups. Um, is, that, is that becoming more difficult uh, in, the, in the central Illinois area in, in the time you've been there? Or I know you've, you've got a good system going and you've mm -hmm. been able to develop, as you say, four, four good fundraisers a year. How do you see it across the board with other groups? Is it, is it tough? Uh, I think that there's definitely a lot of events in our community and a lot of, there's a lot of charities, but I think that what we're really working towards and what United Way pushes is kind of collaboration. So mm -hmm. making sure we're not duplicating programs and if there is a way to collaborate that we do so. So I've met with many other nonprofits in the community to, to share what we do and to learn what they do so that we can refer our families to whatever you know organization that they, whatever service they're providing. How do you work that as far as timing? Because I'm thinking, surely there's gonna be times when groups hit the same weekend or the same night. Uh, right. with events. I mean, do you try to avoid that? Or how do you avoid that? We do. We, um, I think a lot of the fundraisers in our community kind of have a set schedule for when they, they happen. People know, and, okay, it's time yeah. for the bowling event. or Yeah. Time for, yeah. And there's a, um, United Way has a good good group that meets um, and the executive directors talk about when events are coming up. So it's a lot of helping each other out and supporting each other and um, trying not to have events on the same night. And <laughs> you <laughs> no. mentioned one thing, Jamie, uh, that I think is always interesting now in this, this 21st century that, that we live in, getting the word out. Mm -hmm. Because that used to be, uh, I'm old enough to know this, uh, newspaper, TV, radio. But it's not that simple anymore. I mean, you, you'd send PA, uh, you know, a, a public address or a public announcement. Uh, you might send a press release. But now you've got social media. You've got mm -hmm. all these other things. How do you, is it somebody on your staff doing that or do you have their committee or how do you do that? It is, it is someone on our staff. So we kind of share the social media aspect, but it's a lot. Our um, director of development posts a lot. She did a great campaign in June to recruit 30 men in 30 days. Oh. Uh, so that was pretty successful. And that Maybe was- Maybe the Marines could use her. I don't know. <laughs> yes, okay. she did. 30 men in 30 yeah. days. Okay. She did all social media and s recorded videos of current big brothers in our program and their experiences. So. Social media is huge and getting out there oh. and, and 
sharing your you know your message on Facebook. And once and again, it's it's that because it's it reaches so many people, it has great potential. But the challenge is don't get lost in the shuffle because yes. you're not the only one out there with a message. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously you're well aware of that. But, oh yeah. But that's what your 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 committees and people are doing. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about the one event you've got coming up. You mentioned there's really only what 30 30 slots left. Yes. So it's. You have a set finite group of 200 for probably the room at the, at the Yes. At the, yep. We the sell, warehouse. Yep. It only has so much room. So if you want to get in on this uh, four-course meal all made by local chefs, you really need to get going. And they Absolutely. can, what, go to your website? Yep. If you go to our website, there is an option to purchase tickets there. You can call the office, and whoever answers the phone will be able to help them out to get tickets secured. But, yeah, we sold out last year and hope to do the same this year. And so I would recommend to oh, wow. get your tickets now. Oh, that's great. And, and you know, i got to believe that the chefs love it because, well, it's a little promotion for mm -hmm. them, which is always good because I think sometimes we forget the talent we have in this area. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and even if you don't eat it at some of the restaurants that, that these folks work at, uh, you got to be aware of, of the sort of the, you know, just, I don't know, the, the, the difference in, in some of the things they're doing mm -hmm. uh, that we have. Um, do, do you go out and scout these folks first? Did you go to all the restaurants and check them out? Or? So our committee worked together to kind of find four people that we thought would be really great for this. And we've mm -hmm. been very lucky to have their support and they've been very excited from the start. So it's it's been fun planning. It's definitely different with four chefs than compared to one in the past, right. but I'm really excited to see how it goes. Now, the, the old adage of uh, too many cooks in the kitchen yes. uh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't apply, apply here. Okay. Nope. <laughs> well, that's good because uh, obviously when things to go well on Thursday when you have the event, what time does it start? Doors open at five and the dinner starts at six. Very good. And, you know, that's just one of, of a number of fundraisers. That, what will you do? This is the last one of the year. Okay, so we're in October. Yes. So what, what's what's next in your planning career? Are you already shooting into 2020? Yeah, we're starting with 2020, but we actually end the year with giving our Big Brother and Big Sister of the Year Award in December. So we will have that event next. Um, it's now, a The Big Brother, Big Sister Award, is that to the... Uh, the, the, the folks that are taking care of the child, or how do, yeah. you, how do you determine that? So this year, we're doing something a little different with that, too. We had our staff nominate uh, bigs that have been in the program for a few years with their little and have done a really great job. We narrowed it down to three men for our big brothers and three women for our big sisters, and then our top uh, 20 donors are actually voting on who gets that award this year. Oh. Yeah. And how would they decide that? They would talk to those people or we interview have, them? Yeah, or? we have a little write-up about them and kind of their experience wow. um, so that they can learn a little bit about what they've done, kind of see their match length, their um, you know affiliation with the agency and how they support us. And so it'll and be... And that's another good thing because uh, when you reveal that winner... Mm -hmm. That's an opportunity for someone to say, oh, I could do that, or I yeah. should do that, or yes. something. So the December event is a free event to go to, and so it's definitely encouraged to have people who have heard about Big Brothers Big Sisters and want to know a little bit more to, to come and have a very casual um, evening of hearing stories and no pressure to get signed up, but you can hear more about the program. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, we've been talking with Jamie. We're, we're fresh out of time here, but we're so glad to hear about this and catching you right before the event. Yes. Again, it's Thursday. Big Brothers, Big Sisters. This is Jamie Truelove, and I'm Steve Tartar, and we'll see you next time on Tartar Sauce. Thanks a lot. PeoriaLife.com.